Hey everyone, <laughs> I messed up my own show. <laughs> I was supposed to cue the intro and instead I cued myself to go live and then I was like, oh snap, I'm live already. <laughs> All right, so that is totally um, not usually the way that I do things on here, but welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. Usually I have a little bit more of a warning. Everybody has a little bit more of a warning. So I just kind of came out of nowhere. Oh my gosh, what a what a random way to start my podcast. Anyways, welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling, everybody. Uh, sorry that you did not get to hear to the intro today. Uh, you will hear it tomorrow. For some reason, I just completely forgot how to write run my own show. Um, but guys, oh man, there's so much to get into here today. Uh, first and foremost, I am back here to talk about NXT. Uh, my last two NXT podcasts, uh, you know, were have like they didn't happen. So watching today's episode of NXT, because I made sure to keep up because I'm like, the last thing I want to do is obviously, uh, you know, completely not figure out what the hell is going on in the show, right? So I made sure that the last two weeks, even though I wasn't um, watching the entire show, I made sure to at least watch the highlights so that I'm up to date. Um, but even then, there were some things that, you know, I didn't really like know about this week. So I kind of felt like I had to kind of um, jump back in and really figure out what's going on on NXT. But not too much has changed. There were some things that I kind of had to like fill in the blanks on. Uh, they obviously do a good job of recapping and explaining things in case you missed it so for the most part I felt pretty okay but we are going into spring break-in which is going to be taking place next week so I did kind of feel like okay at least I know like where everything's going and so some things I, I knew and some things I was like what the hell is going on what happened in the last two weeks that I didn't tune into the show and literally just watch the highlights. And when I say that I watch the highlights, I pick and choose what I really want to see and then kind of just don't watch what I don't want to see. Um, so that's why I was like, ooh, a little bit behind here. But don't worry, I'm catching um, up on things. Also, additionally, um, there is a big announcement that I do have to make here on video. Uh, I've already kind of made it on Twitter, but this is officially um, today is my last NXT show here on F4W and tomorrow will be my last AEW post show on F4W. So for those of you who haven't heard the news just yet um, on Twitter, I shared that I'm going to be moving all of my speak now pro wrestling podcast over to my YouTube channel, which was a huge decision that I had to make and one that I was I'm still very nervous about. Um, it's a big risk that I'm taking. Um, and I decided to do that because as many of you guys know, my channel on uh, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo is really, really growing right now. And the problem is that I don't always have content to put on the channel. And so I need to constantly be like, how do, how do I explain this? Like you need to be feeding, like when you have a YouTube channel, you need to feed it. And so I need to feed that channel. That's the best way that I can describe it for non-content creators. Um, but I'm sure most of you guys understand how YouTube works and how um, all of this works, right? And so normally before I was putting up like interviews and, uh, you know, media scrums, but I don't often get interviews and I don't often have media scrums to post on the YouTube channel. And so I've really been sort of uh, scraping for content. And when the channel is, you know, growing so much, I want to make sure to kind of like capitalize on that. And so I figured that now is the time to make that change. I'm not leaving F4W. For those of you who are wondering, I will still be here. Uh, you will still catch me on here. I will still be doing my uh, weekly news videos. Well, technically my daily news videos. Um, the latest, you will still be catching all of those here on the YouTube channel. So please uh, continue to support those. Um, and then on top of that, I will still be doing uh, the commercials for uh, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, for those of you who watch Wrestling Observer Live, many like literally everybody does, and I'm sure you guys have. But if you watch it on YouTube, um, you guys have seen the uh, the commercial breaks in there. Um, I do those commercial breaks, and so I will still be doing those here on the channel. So um, I want to thank you guys so much because there's so much that I can like say, but I'm gonna save some of it um, for tomorrow since tomorrow will be my last stream. Um, my last.
podcast speak now pro wrestling stream on here and hopefully i don't start crying and it doesn't get weird but um we got some stuff to talk about here we go we got some super chats in this house here we go uh hunter tillman sends it a super chat saying congrats on 100k subscribers you truly deserve it you work incredibly hard also what an incredibly unexpected episode of nxt tonight everyone is really upping their game heading into this draft thoughts um so first of all thank you so much um I have officially hit 100K on uh, YouTube, and I'm so happy about that because that's been the goal that I've been trying to get to and also the catalyst for why I'm switching things up. And then on top of that, this was a really pretty, this was a pretty solid episode of NXT. Like one of the things that I made sure to kind of, you know, this was something that I've always already felt in regards to NXT, but I kind of felt like I needed to just like, I don't know, tweet it out, is that I really do think that the highlight, the gem of NXT is really that women's division. Uh, I'm not just saying this because I'm a woman, um, but legitimately, I think the women on NXT are really killing it in the sense that there are so many competitors there that I'm really excited about what their futures are going to look like in the next year to five years and one of the things that I said in that tweet was they're all so different like you literally have such different contrasting personalities with the women like you know Tiffany Stratton is so different from Cora Jade, from Cora Jade who's so different from Zoe who's so different from Gigi Dolan and so you have all of these like varying types and for me like that kind of makes things very exciting and so there's a lot of people that you like want to root for but I really do think that the women's uh, division on NXT is like we need to keep we need to be talking about this like this needs to be a conversation so i wanted to make sure to kind of put that out there and so that kind of ties into the draft you know we've been talking about the draft on previous shows and uh you know we know that well we can assume that nxt is we're probably going to be seeing some um you know, some call-ups, which we should. If we don't, I'll be very irritated. But um, I definitely am expecting to see some NXT call-ups in that draft. And there are so many different people. And I'm going to talk about a few um, as we kind of like move in, like throughout this show and talk about what actually went down. I mean, you guys kind of already know who I'm going to say um, because I've kind of have felt the same way for a couple of people who I believe should be on the main roster or at least should already go, you know? Um, but thank you so much to Hunter Tillman for kicking us, which is kicking us off with such an incredible generous super chat and drew cool sends in a super chat saying congrats on 100k on to 200k with stars from nxt going to the main roster let's focus on building stars from the performance center and the nil well see that's interesting too because um so one of the announcements that was made and um i'm probably gonna mess up his name really bad but one of the things that they said was that oba femi I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but Oba Femi is going to be coming into uh, NXT next week. He's going to be making his NXT debut. And so that is um, Isaac. Um, and again, I'm going to mess up his last name, but it's like Udug Bezin is his real name. Isaac Udug Bezin, something like that. So he's actually from Nigeria and he is um, only 21 years old and he is a massive like giant of a guy. And so I was actually there when he found out that he got signed by WWE. It was at the Las Vegas um, tryouts back in uh, August of 2021 when they did like that three day tryout in Las Vegas. Um, he was signed that day. Like I, I remember like going up to him and asking him like, Hey, you got signed. And he was like, yeah, I got signed. And I was like, Oh shit, this guy got signed. Um, he has a, a background in track and field as well. So, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, building starts in the performance center and that, and, uh, the next in line program. Um, I believe that, uh, like there was recent news about the Cavender twins as well. I remember when they were announced in the NIL program, uh, they got a lot of traction on Twitter based off of that. And I'm sure other social media platforms, but um, so it is going to be exciting to see, you know, some of these talents and see what they can do, because I feel like one of the things that we have learned is that there are some people that even if they had like no prior wrestling experience, um, there are some people that they are picking it up very, very well. Um, and you've seen it. We've kind of seen some really good examples of that on NXT and otherwise. Uh, so thank you so much to Andrew Cool for sending this in. Um, and let's press on from here. We got so many different comments, everyone. I'm trying to catch up with all of them. Um, this one's from Christopher Smith, who says Tiffany Stratton is absolutely right. She deserves the title. Well, 
We'll talk about that now, actually. Let's get into that. Um, I know I'm going a little bit out of order, but screw it. Let's break the rules, man. Let's break the rules. Okay, so um, we ended up getting what was possibly my favorite. Yes, this was my favorite match of the night. Sorry, it took me a second. I wanted to make sure I was not, you know, BSing anybody when I said that. But Roxanne versus Zoe Stark today. And we already knew it was going to be good. Come on, let's be real. If you're watching NXT on a weekly basis, at this point, you know what matches are going to be good. Who's going to have a nice competitive match? We already know this. So when I saw that it was going to be Roxanne Perez versus Zoe Stark today, I did not expect anything less than what we got here today. Uh, these are two of the very best that NXT has to offer. And they're like in very different spots, I would say, like in their careers. But at the same time, it like they still sort of like merge together. It's hard to explain. Um, but anyway, so this was a really good one. And the re reason that I am particularly liked this match between Zoe and Roxanne is because this was a competitive match for Roxanne. There's been so many times where sometimes you'll have matches on NXT and you clearly know that one competitor is at a way higher level than the other competitor. So a lot of it, sometimes you can tell like, oh, this person definitely has to win or, or whatever, right? Like you kind of know what you're going to expect from the match. With this one here, Zoe Stark is so incredible in the ring. Obviously, so is Roxanne Perez. But with that being said, she gave such a competitive match to Roxanne where I felt like this was, you know, a challenge for Roxanne. I felt that her, you know, trying to get the victory, trying to land a, a win over Zoe Stark was a challenge and that to me made the match much more appealing and so I loved all of the back and forth that we got here I love how I love how um like there were some good moments like some of my favorite parts were literally um it was Roxanne. She did a dive to the to the outside and then like Zoe just catches her and like literally slams her. So we were kind of seeing um, a little bit of, of that type of stuff. Like at one point, Roxanne does a crossbody and then like Zoe rolls through. And so we were seeing some nice little counters and back and forths here between both Roxanne and Zoe, which I thought was very enjoyable to see. And there was one point where I thought Zoe was really going to get the win. Like I didn't know for sure if they were actually going to give Roxanne the win here. Um, And so Roxanne hits her pop rock she gets the win and this is all fine and dandy so i was very happy with that um but anyways afterward though afterwards we get indy hartwell who is our new nxt women's champion and she goes out there and you know the crowd's very much behind her and she's very very uh super baby face you know she's talking about being a fighting champion she's not coward she's not being a coward she's not you know uh she's not rejecting people she's in fact um open to to basically proving herself as nxt women's champion right so that's all you can ask for in terms of your champion and she is pretty much doing what you want to see in a babyface champion so she ends up having this confrontation with her and Roxanne Perez where she tells her you know what I wouldn't be champion if it wasn't for you Roxanne so so yes let's make this match at spring break in uh let's have Roxanne Perez versus Indy Hartwell and so I'm like, okay, cool. Match is made. Simple. Let's press on. But Tiffany Stratton, uh, Tiffany had an epiphany and she did not um, find it that easy uh, to have Roxanne Perez essentially just take the match without her. So Tiffany comes out and she looks fabulous, man. I feel like she's just looking better and better every week. Uh, anyway, so she comes out and she's calling Indy Hartwell. Uh, excuse me. She's calling Roxanne Perez beatable she tells her she's very 2022 um indy hartwell gets mad she calls her a bimbo who thinks she has her number uh, that was a really good line too and so indy hartwell shuts up tiffany stratton and tells her you know what i'm here to prove myself and i'm gonna shut you up and i'm gonna prove to the like i'm gonna prove that i should be nxt women's champion Let's do a triple threat match. And so it's official at spring break in next week. We are going to be seeing uh, Tiffany Stratton versus Roxanne Perez versus Indy Hartwell. And I have a feeling that, see, here's the thing. Like, I really do think that Roxanne Perez is going to go to the main roster. I mean, I could be completely wrong here, but I do think she's going to go to the main roster. Um, or maybe I just really want her to go to the main roster. So for that reason, I don't think that Roxanne Perez is going to win at spring breaking. I, I have a feeling that somehow, some way, um, you know, Indy, um, 
Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne Perez are going to somehow uh, basically something's going to happen where it's going to screw both of them. And Indy Hartwell is definitely going to get her win. Uh, so I have a feeling that that's why this match is a triple threat so that Indy Hartwell can get her win. Because I think if it was Indy Hartwell versus Roxanne Perez, I, I think a lot of people Personally, I would find it very hard to believe that Indy Hartwell can easily defeat Roxanne Perez for the NXT Women's Championship in a one-on-one -on -one match. So I kind of like that they made this a triple threat match. So I can see Indy Hartwell retaining, or I can see Tiffany Stratton actually getting the victory here. But I don't see Roxanne getting the win only because I kind of don't want her to so that I can kind of see her instead go to the main roster. So it's not because I don't want to see Roxanne as champion, but rather because I'm somewhat hopeful that she's going to go to the main roster. So we'll see. I think uh, I, I, that's kind of a little bit about, uh, you know, where I'm at on all of this. So, um, all right. So let's go ahead and uh press on from here and see what people are saying about all of this. Thank you so much to Christopher Smith for the super chat. Um, some good stuff there. Um, let's see what else we got. Zeno Hour says, I predict Tiffany Stratton pins Indy Hartwell and wins the title. Roxanne and Tiffany feud over the title. Indy gets drafted. It's interesting because you're seeing Indy get drafted. Now, Indy Hartwell, we talked about this a lot. She's somebody that should have probably gone to the main roster a long time ago. Um, you know, she, When it came to the way, I always say that she was the one that kind of benefited the most from the way I felt she got the most over like out of everybody and literally they're all gone Candice uh Johnny Gargano Dexter Loomis like all of them are over on the main roster so it's like you know she is the one that's always sort of been left behind still there and so I do feel like she could definitely go to the main roster and be like a really you know cool character on the show honestly uh let's see what else we got here Jared says Indy will lose get drafted and it'll be Roxanne versus Tiffany okay so a lot of people here are seeing it a little bit differently than I am all right well here's the thing does it just have to be one person? Is there a world where we can, I mean, I feel like there's definitely a possibility where we can maybe see both Indy Hartwell and Roxanne Perez get drafted. I don't know. Is that asking for too much? Am I asking for like the moon and the sun here? Um, Mike Parker sends in a super chat saying, I like Indy, but I feel like the division is more exciting with a heel champ on top. I think Tiffany wins and Indy chases her. Um, See, like, I don't hate the idea of Tiffany Stratton, uh, like, winning at all. In fact, I definitely want to see it. That's definitely someone I've been wanting to see as, uh, you know, NXT Women's Champion. So if they do go about it that direction, I feel like that would be that would definitely work itself out. Uh, regardless, I think whatever happens at spring break in might be a little bit telling of what we might expect to see at uh, at the draft on the draft. Because honestly, and I haven't had a chance to talk about it here, but um, when when Indy Hartwell won at NXT Stand and Deliver, I was like totally shocked. I was totally, I, it was totally unexpected. Uh, I really thought Roxanne Perez was going to retain. And like the only reason that I can, like the only explanation that I can find as to why Roxanne Perez didn't keep her belt any longer is literally the fact that she may be drafted. That's the only thing that I can um, find for a reasonable explanation. But, um, I guess we'll see uh, if, if the draft happens and like neither of these girls are drafted. I don't know what I don't know what I'm going to be thinking after that. Um, but Mike Parker, thank you so much for the super chat um, as well. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and press on from here. Uh, this is from Jared, who says Roxanne is so good, but I don't see the rush and putting her on the main roster um, this quickly. Well, here's the thing. Personally, I do think that because one of the things that I feel um has sort of been, and this is more so for the SmackDown side of things. And obviously, once the draft happens, I do hope we see more of a balance. But it has been slim pickings for the SmackDown women's roster. And so part of me does want to see a little bit more of a variety of women on there. And I still feel like there's there's definitely a lot of women that they can still, you know, like workshop to like keep elevating them on the main roster. But I don't think that necessarily means that you can't have somebody like a Roxanne Perez, somebody like an Alba Fire, somebody like a Indy Hartwell, uh, you know, from going to the main roster just because of that. So personally, I would like to see some new uh, female faces on that main roster from NXT. So, um, so we'll see. 
And um, anyway, so there you go. That is kind of the portion with the women there. Uh, we got a super chat here from Stephen Marchuli. Thank you so much to Stephen, who says, Roxanne Perez versus a heel Bianca on Maine. I mean, look, that would be pretty fun to watch. It's not like Roxanne Perez has to go in there and like win everything and defeat Bianca Belair. Uh, she just has to go out there and like get them matches show off her skills and then start building a presence, you know, on the show. So that would definitely be um, really fun to see. Actually, I wouldn't hate that. Um, and I want to see fresh matches, man. I want to see fresh matchups for the women. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I definitely want to see that. Um, thank you so much to Steven for sending this in. And same thing Jared just points out that says right now, Rhea doesn't have a challenger. John Deller says SmackDown needs a lot of women. Um, really, they do. It, it's been it's been slim pickings, man. It's been slim pickings. And yeah, they need to switch it up for sure. Well, we'll see what happens at the draft. Um, all right, let's go ahead and rewind to the top of um, NXT today. So we basically started off the show with a brawl. All of the tag teams are brawling. We got the NXT tag team champs, uh, Gallus, uh, defending against the Creed brothers and the Dyad in a triple threat match. And honestly, I have a couple of thoughts here. And really, they are that <sighs> the highlights to me in this match, the only reason to watch this match was because of two people. And those two people are Julius and Brutus. Creed, man. Those two are chef's kiss gems, okay? They are gems. They are on path to becoming one of my favorite. I know I know. in a couple of years, if they still remain together in a couple of years, they have the huge potential of being my favorite tag team in WWE. Like, I can see it already. I see it. I can see it happening. It's on the horizon. Um, Dude, I fucking love these guys. They're freaking brilliant. Um, Together, separately, I don't care. The, the dudes are awesome. And they really were the only highlight in this match. Like seeing Julius go in there and suplex everybody and their mothers. That was great. Julius hitting his moonsault. Really lovely. I didn't like the ending. I thought the ending got very messy. We saw, you know, a melee on the outside with the schism. And I did not like the ending because everything just got so like, so cluttered and ugh. We ended up seeing Gallus get the win. So I kind of just didn't like how all of it wasn't like a smooth. Um, it definitely didn't feel like a smooth finish. And then I'm like, OK, Gallus wins again. And I hate to say it, but I'm like, I I'm trying to get on board with Gallus. I really am. I did like some of the skits that they did before NXT stand and deliver. But I don't know. I'm just not completely like. I'm not completely there yet. I haven't been there with Gallus. And so uh, I think for me, I definitely want to see a different tag team champions. And I've been saying this for kind of a bit there. So unfortunately, really, the only thing I cared about this match was the Creed brother, um, the Creed brothers, excuse me. And uh, let's see what people are saying. This is from John who says, still surprised that Daya is still around. Creed's, yeah, uh, Creed's can be main guys, but I think uh, Braun may move up as well, says John. Um, David Kaplan sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to David who says, hi, Denise, what does your gut tell you? Who will be a big star on the main roster who is at NXT now? Um, also, what was the last concert you went to? I mean, there's a lot of people, guys. There's so many people on NXT that I think are going to be big stars for sure. And we've talked a lot about um, the women. So I'll go over to the men's side instead. And clearly one of them, and I hope that, I really hope that it works out for this guy. And that is Carmelo Hayes. Like Carmelo Hayes, uh, I know that, I know he's on the smaller side. I, I get it. But I just think the dude is so talented. And I think his personality can, you know, carry him and make him feel like, you know, when you have a big personality, you just, you take up more space. Um, so he's definitely someone that I feel is very obvious in terms of, you know, should be a big star. Um, same thing for Ilya Dragunov. Like that man, he he needs to be on the main roster. Um, he's somebody that should be in competing in top matches on um, on the main roster. Same thing for Tyler Bate. Uh, he's another one for sure. Um, there's just so many names right now that I'm thinking that are kind of going through my mind, but those are just a few to get us going. Uh, the last concert I went to was the Taylor Swift one. I haven't gone to another concert just yet. Um, I want to, but there's no time. And have you guys realized that concerts are really expensive? 
Like there are no cheap concerts anymore, even for like the artists that you wouldn't think are like there yet to be charging certain prices. Like there's some artists that I like that are still relative. I mean, I kind of considered them small. Like I didn't consider them, you know, Taylor Swift level. And they're charging an arm and a leg for their concerts. And I'm like, damn, bro, I can't afford you. Um, So they need to lower these prices, man. I want to go to more concerts, lower the prices. Um, David Kaplan, uh, thank you so much for the super chat there. I appreciate it. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and see um, what else we got here. And uh, let's press on from all of this. Um, so after this, we got an Ethan, uh, sorry, Ethan, a Nathan Frazier talk show. And so this is new. This was called the Hard Hitting Home Truths talk show. And he was basically recapping his last match, recapping. Uh, he This was a little boring. I, I kind of hope, like, here's the thing. If you're going to do, like, a talk show spit, a, top, a talk show skit, I think it has to be funny. Because a lot of those work because, you know, you had your, you know, obviously everybody has different favorite talk shows. But, um, you know, you think of all of these people that do like, you know, that style of, of talk shows. Like I remember I used to watch uh, I used to watch Jon Stewart. I used to watch uh, Trevor Noah. And they were always like really funny. Like they would say the news, but with like a funny joke. So I feel like if you're going to do like that type of style, like that type of skit, there should at least be some comedy thrown in there where I felt like this was very, very straightforward. So I don't know how I'm feeling about this talk show right now. Uh, I, I, the one thing that I did find funny, and it was a little thing, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but my favorite part was that he didn't let go of the coffee cup. Like he held on to it the entire time, the whole time. And I did think that was funny. That was like subtly, 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 Whatever. It was funny. Um, <laughs> that's where we're at with that one there. So I wasn't too crazy about it, but I think they could kind of just switch it up just a little bit. Um, let's see what else we got here. Major Blood says the Nathan Frazier thing was a segment. It almost felt like it was supposed to be a serious John Oliver. Hopefully he gets some good feedback from people in the back and changes accordingly. Well, that's definitely going to have to be like in the writing, you know, they're gonna have to write in some like funny jokes, because I do think that could be something that gets over. But throw in some funny jokes, man. I like how subtly, <laughs> I'm done talking about subtly. All right, subtly, subtly. Why can't I say subtly? Sub subtly, subtly. There you go. I got it. Subtly. Oh, God. I was like, how can I not get this word right now? It's just not coming out. All right. <laughs> you know what? I'm done. I'm done. All right, moving on from this. Uh, another thing, there was a couple of things that didn't really hit for me, honestly. Uh, just a couple of things. This was kind of one of them. Um, this was Noam Dar versus Miles Bourne in a non-title match. Uh, obviously, Noam, Noam Dar is our NXT Heritage Cup champion. Um, this one here for me, and this was this, the literally the first time since like the summer of last year, that we've kind of seen Noam Dar back in action. So um, so good. That was fun. But I did think that they could have done a little bit more here because I don't think that they left me like they didn't leave me wanting more at the end of this match. And I think that was the big miss for me was that after this, I wasn't left wanting more. I wasn't left wanting less either. But I feel like when you have somebody coming back and you have somebody in a quick match, you at least need to have it be more, um, just more impactful overall. So this one really wasn't um, very much for me. Now, earlier on the show, I got a lot of people who did enjoy it, by the way. Fernando says, uh, this was a very solid match and I enjoyed it. Uh, Juan Ortega says, Denise versus vocabulary. <laughs> it happens, man. Some words, some days, they just don't want to come out, okay? Uh, I dare you guys to come on and do 60-minute shows three times a week and see what words all of a sudden st start, um, start failing you. It will happen. Um, so, anyways... <laughs> um, where am I with this? All right. So earlier on the show, I had said that, you know, obviously I had watched the highlights of NXT the last two weeks. Um, and this was a storyline that I knew very much what was happening prior to this. And then I came back today and all of a sudden I'm like, what happened? 
What happened? I'm talking about Kiana James, Josh Briggs, and Brooke Jensen. What happened? Damn. We went from like one second, you know, the guy's getting his first. The, I think the last thing I saw was his first kiss. He gets his first kiss and you're like, yay, finally, the guy got kissed. Hurrah. I'm gone for two weeks. I come back and, and the man's dressing differently. He's bewitched by Kiana. And so this was not the direction that I was expecting this to go into. But it actually makes a lot of sense because everybody has everybody can think of a time when a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever, your partner um, either changed you or changed one of your friends or changed somebody you knew. We see it all the time in movies. This is a very straightforward storyline. And you see this all the time. Some guy gets bewitched by his girlfriend. She's, he starts acting differently. She's manipulating him and he's bewitched by her kisses. And so he stays and does whatever she wants and now she's coming and basically separating him from his friends and now his pretty soon his life is going to fall apart and then when he realizes that Kiana was basically manipulating and brainwashing him he is going to come back crying to um his friends and so I think that this was more along the lines of when I left, it was a happy story. I came back and now things are completely falling apart here. Um, I will say this, um, Josh Briggs, man, he was kind of bringing in that waterworks. Someone, the guy can kind of, he was doing a pretty good job with like the, you know, um, when he was talking with Kiana and he was basically like saying like he wanted things to get resolved and he kind of looked like he got a little watery in his eyes. I was like, damn, when did this real this really kicked into like soap opera days of our lives um, type drama, man? Like this was daytime television soap opera right here. And so um, <laughs> this was the story that I kind of felt really, really disconnected with in all of this. Um, Fernando says things really escalated in this situation. And I agree. It went from being like funny, stupid, silly to all of a sudden we got a guy on the verge of tears. We have Brooke Jensen, who is actually dressing really nice. Um, good stuff. I mean, he's looking like Andrew Zarian. Uh, Andrew Zarian is the best dressed guy I know. So, um, so he's definitely, you know, starting to, um, basically get it, get the whole look together and this and that. Um, I'm digging it. Not gonna lie. I'm kind of digging it. I'm digging the super soap opera stuff. I'm here for it. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and continue on from here. And, oh, this is good. Juan Ortega, you should yeah, this is good. Nathan Frazier says, next talk show, the guest, the guest, all four of them, the drama for Nathan Frazier. See if they did something like that or they could be on the Grayson Waller effect. Just have all their drama like laid out. And then at the end, or, you know, how, oh God, what show is that where they go at the end? He's not the father. Oh shoot. What talk show is that? That is, um, or he's the father. Ooh, someone knows it. I know someone knows it in here. Anyways, <sighs> Pile Driver Finisher says it was a telenovela since the beginning. It definitely was. Maury, thank you guys. I knew it was Maury. I knew it was Maury, but part of me wasn't too sure. Jerry Springer is another one. I never even watch these shows. It's just things that you know. Like, I never watched Maury. I never watched Jerry Springer. I didn't watch those shows. Like, to me, I mean, I might have seen like one or two episodes, like, God, years ago. But to me, it was always like really trash television. So I did not want to watch any of that. However, Richard Martinez, Richard Martinez knows what's up. He says, a Rosa de Guadalupe story for sure. I used to watch that show. <laughs> now that one I watched. Um, for those of you who do not know that show, I haven't watched it in years. I don't even know if it's still on. But that show, it was basically, it was in a talk show. But it was a Spanish show. It was like it was almost like a novella or it was a novella. But basically what it is, is it kind of taught like something of a disaster would happen and then the person would pray. And then afterwards, a miracle would happen. 
That's a really shitty explanation of this show, but it was actually a really good show. I would watch it with my grandma all the time. Um, so I know some people, um, thank you, Christopher says it here, says La Rosa de Guadalupe was awesome. I ain't gonna lie. Yes, now I haven't seen it in a really long time, but that show would leave me thinking, wow, <laughs> like the whole time. So I did watch that and I did also watch... Um, Alan, Alan knows. See, a bunch of people know the show. Alan says the flower randomly appearing. I used to always watch, and I don't know how many of you guys watched, um, Lauda. Okay, who here watched Lauda? Because we got some Lauda fans. I have seen at least like 40, maybe 50 episodes of that show. And the reason, I'm going to be honest, guys. I prefer the Spanish talk shows because, or at least preferably with Lauda, because she because you had the bad guy and the good guy, right? Like you have the people arguing. She didn't care. She would like tell it how it is. She wasn't sugarcoating things at all. Like she would tell like whoever the bad person in the story was, she would like say it to their face and like call them out. Like she didn't care. Um, And so she was very, very straightforward like that. And I like that more so than like, tell me how that made you feel. Um, so I kind of liked how crazy she was. Um, and then she also had uh, a lawyer, her friend, or she was a lawyer too, but her friend, I forget her name, the one with the black hair. She was a, she was a, she was a therapist. And so they would also do like a therapy session. Ooh, a good show, man. A really good show. And everybody here in the chat knows what's up, man. Um, I really love that. A lot of people know what I'm talking about with this show. Um, that's a good one for sure. But anyways, that's where we're at on talk shows, on talk shows here. Um, thank you. I think it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was her name Ana Maria? The, do the girl? Maybe. I I'm going to have to double check that one because I don't remember her name. Um, but there you go, guys. Those were the talk shows that I did watch. I also watched Tyra Banks back in the day. She had a talk show. I learned, this is going to sound wrong, but I learned so much about being a woman on thanks to Tyra Banks because there was a lot that I did not know about. So thank you very much, Tyra Banks. Um, on her talk show and also America's Next Top Model. Um, all right, so let's press on from here. Let's get back into NXT. Um, all right, what else do we got? Um, Kiana, Josh Briggs. Okay, um, let's get into Odyssey Jones. And so Odyssey Jones goes out there and I'm like, hell yeah, Odyssey Jones. I'm a fan. I'm ready to watch him wrestle. Uh, we don't get a match. Instead, he's attacked by Braun Breaker. Boo. Uh <laughs> Because I wanted to see Odyssey Jones wrestle, but whatever. So Braun Breaker ends up, you know, calling out. I did watch the events that unfolded uh, last week with Andre Chase and Chase University. I wasn't expecting for Braun Breaker's next program following his loss of the NXT Championship to be um, with Chase U or Chase University or any of this. Like, for some reason, I really wasn't expecting Braun Breaker's world to go into that world following his loss of the NXT championship. Like this was not the direction that I was really expecting for, for Braun Breaker. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, fine. And so we end up getting, you know, he's out there. He's talking shit. He's talking shit on Carmelo. He's talking smack on Andre. Finally, Duke Hudson comes out and he's pissed off about, you know, everything, the burnt, the, the, everything he's pissed off he basically puts out a match there and he issues the challenge that it's going to be Andre Chase versus Braun Breaker at spring break and that is the match that we are going to be getting next week now I'm going to be real with you guys because I'm I'm in and out when it comes to Chase U and Chase U University I'm very much in and out so for me this is not like a top tier match <laughs> Not for me. However, I realize that for a lot of people, it is. I do think that because obviously now Braun Breaker is a heel. He's a bad guy. And Chase U is very liked, very loved here. I know you guys all love Chase U. So I feel like uh, what better, I guess, way to really highlight Braun Breaker as a heel than to have him in there with Andre Chase and all of this. And this, this is not screaming my name. This is not... Um, this is not the first thing that I'm picking in the buffet, but it's fine. I'm there. I'm here for the ride and I'm going to try to enjoy it. So we'll see. Let's see. John Deller says, I think they're trying to make Braun look unbeatable, be unbeatable before they draft him. Um, 
We got a super chat here from Stephen Marchuli who says Breaker and Jade as a pair on the main is money. Thank you so much, Stephen Marchuli, for sending that in as well. Uh, Major Blood says Andre Chase is going to get destroyed by Braun Breaker. However, Braun fears Thea and no one can tell me otherwise. <laughs> I mean, if she just like gets in his face and she just starts being Thea Hale with like all this energy, I think that who can blame Braun Breaker if he gets terrified by that? So uh, we'll see. Christopher Smith says Braun Breaker was so funny in this promo and I love the edge he has. It's fine. It was fine. I think you maybe liked it a little bit more than I did, but it was fine. All right. Corey Jade backstage with Mackenzie. Um, Oh, dude. So when I saw the whole Lyra Valkyria thing with Cora Jade, um, I think it was last week or the week before that. Oh, I was so on board with this. So on board with this. Like, I'm happy that is the first thing they had Cora do um, with her return. Like, I was very happy to see that um, on NXT. So she's basically interrupted by Gigi Dolan. Um, we do get a match between Gigi Dolan and... Um, Cora Jade there was a lot that I definitely enjoyed in this and here's the thing like these are both girls that you don't really want to be seen take any L's because we know that Gigi Dolan you know she's really just started being on her own after the toxic attraction breakup Cora Jade just returned you don't want to see her take any L's either um this was fun Honestly, this was very fun. Gigi Dolan was going in there. She was being very aggressive. She got the best of Cora Jade um, at the beginning of this match. She was getting Gigi with um, Gigi was getting Cora with a bunch of strikes. And finally, though, we do see JC Jane come out. And so she gets involved. Gigi, Gigi grabs her and throws JC Jane into the ring. And this kind of got a little bit sloppy. So this wasn't too clean. But whatever. Afterwards, we see Gigi throw. Um, this was really funny. We see Gigi throw. JC into not just the commentary table because I thought she was trying to throw her into the commentary table no she throws her right onto Booker T literally she throws her body onto Booker T and the Booker T's chair just goes like splat um so that was actually really damn hilarious but this essentially causes her to lose her match because by the time she gets refocused in on her match Cora runs in there gets her with a running knee hits her with a DDT and gets the win so Gigi ends up losing to JC um sorry to um to Cora Jade. And I did not mind this because like I said, both of these women probably shouldn't be taken out. But I do think that Cora Jade, given that she just returned, um, she couldn't be losing during this match. And I do like that we're still continuing the story with Gigi Dolan and JC Jane because that match that they had just didn't hit. It did not hit that match, that first match that they had on NXT after their breakup. It missed the mark like on every single box. And so I really do think, especially given their characters and their personas i really do think we can get a lot more out of those two and i think their story should still get more serious should be more um there should there should they should really really highlight that bad blood between them so i do want to see more out of gg and jc here so i'm still happy that this is still ongoing that this is still a thing um because again i wasn't you know i was i knew that they were going to resurface on like they never really let this go it was always still ongoing, but it kind of felt like they did hit a little bit of a pause there. But at least with this one, um, you know that they're going to do a lot more with it. So I thought it was fine. Um, but afterwards, we do see that Cora is cutting a promo, but then she's interrupted by Lyra Valkyria. And I was so on board with this, man, because I really like Lyra. Like, I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and see what we got here. Uh, this is from Christopher who says, uh, Cora versus Gigi was really good and the finish made sense to further JC versus Gigi, but always gets Cora a W before Cora versus Lyra. Yeah, agreed. Thank you, Christopher. Um, pretty much agreed with that. All of that. Um, all right. Um, we ended up getting Dijak versus Apollo Crews. This was a match that I thought got really good after the commercial break. Really, it was after um, the break that I thought it really picked up into like another level because Apollo Crews always has good matches on NXT and he always has good matches, period. And it's not that you forget it, but 
every time you watch him in the ring, you're like, oh, yeah, I really like Apollo Crews. Like, he does a really good job. And so this was fun. They had some nice, you know, back and forth strikes. That was really good. There was a moment where we did see, like, Dijak, like, slam Apollo Crews, like, to another dimension. And you thought that it was over. But instead, Apollo Crews kicked out. So I thought that was a really good near fall. But eventually, we do see Dijak get the win, as he should, because I do think that Dijak should be picking up them W's. Um, and then afterwards, he's attacked by um, uh, Ilya Dragunov. And I did think all of that was cool. There's a pull apart. They're trying to fight, but they're pulled apart by the securities. Um, I like this. Um, I don't know exactly when they started this because I don't recall. Again, I, I might have missed it the last two weeks when I was only watching the highlights of the show. So I don't exactly know where this whole thing started, but I'm on board with it. And I'm liking what they're doing here because Dijak has sort of been on... Um, it was interesting because, again, I really thought that they were going to have Dijak become NXT North American champion. And when they didn't, I really didn't know what the plan then was for Dijak. And so I'm starting to feel like things are, you know, kind of they're kind of picking up. They didn't really dip too low for Dijak, but they're picking up. Um, So this was definitely fine. And Ilya needs to be in there with like, you know, some some good competitors. And I think Dijak, I would consider him a good competitor. Uh, Christopher Smith sends in a super chat saying Dijak can sell for a big man and that spinning boot. He did look brutal AF. It did actually, I agree with you. And I do think he can, um, he can sell for a big man for sure. Uh, thank you so much to Christopher Smith for also sending this in. Justin Martin says, nice win for Dijak. Hopefully he can get he can get into something bigger soon. Meanwhile, Apollo keeps descending into the abyss, abyss. I feel bad for Apollo because Apollo, like I said, he's good in the ring, but I don't feel like people expect anything else. And that's been kind of unfortunate. And I even feel bad saying it because I really like Apollo. But I do think that a lot of people are just like, oh, it's Apollo Crews. And that's it. Because when he was feuding with Braun Breaker, like, it was a good match. But I don't, the, I don't think that the interest was really there. And so... I, I don't know, man. I don't know what they can do. I don't know what things they can do differently because they did try something very different with Apollo when he came into NXT. We were seeing a very different version. I mean, the last time we saw Apollo on the main roster, he was doing this, you know, Nigerian king um, gimmick and they had him with the fake Nigerian accent. Um, we did an interview with that on my channel and he talks about it. And, and so then you go from there to... NXT and he's doing something totally different and for the most part like he's way better than what they were having him do on the main roster so much better we've been able to see him wrestle more but I do kind of feel like I'm kind of seeing him as the guy that if you want somebody to have a good match with put him in there with Apollo and you'll have a good match but that's kind of like about it you know I so anyways I, I don't think that's like a bad thing necessarily because you want to have people you want to have how do I say this you want to have bodies people that you can rely on to have good matches and I do think Apollo Crews is that guy especially for NXT so um there you go and let's press on from this afterwards we got uh Charlie Dempsey versus Wesley oh I'm gonna be honest with you guys I did not care for this match um this one here um I haven't really been a fan of what they're doing with Charlie Dempsey or Drew Gulak, um, even Hank Walker when he was involved in all of this. I haven't really been a fan of, the, of, of any of this. So I've been really struggling to like stick, like to be, like to stick with it. Um, Wesley gets the win, obviously. Uh, and then afterwards he gets attacked by Charlie Dempsey and Drew Gulak. So he's, he's it's basically becomes a, a two-on-one attack. So... Oh, I feel so bad, but I'm just not interested right now. I think they need to, um, I don't know. It's just not for me. Um, all right. And last but not least, we had Grayson Wall, the Grayson Waller effect. This was fun. Uh, we had a really, we had an interesting back and forth here. Like I've been a fan of Grayson Waller and some of the, the smack talking that he does. Right. But I have to say it. There was, a, they were basically burning each other, throwing burns at one another back and forth here. Um, Carmelo Hayes won this one though. I thought Carmelo Hayes was hitting him with some really good one-liners. Like he was telling him, he told the guy he has no accomplishments. Um, he was telling him that, um, he should have been, uh, that the only thing he should have been is, um, uh, 
under the prime costume for Logan Paul. He made fun of his lack of viral moments. Uh, all of these different little one line burners that Carmelo Hayes did, I think really hit here. And I really like that they set up, um, Grayson Waller as Carmelo Hayes's first like legitimate opponent his first defense because Grayson Waller has been in these high profile matches and these high profile programs on NXT and so to have Carmelo Hayes start off with him to me feels like the right thing to do in order to really uh amplify Carmelo Hayes as NXT champion so I was definitely um good with this when it first started I'm excited to see the actual matchup at spring breaking um I'm really looking forward to that one. Really good stuff. Um, let's see what else we got. This one's from Joey Grella, who says, my favorite lines was Grayson's line to Mello about MVP, but all the other Grayson, but all the others Grayson got cooked. Um, so there you go. I think we go a little back and forth on that one. Um, let's talk about spring breaking really quickly. Um, and once again, guys, friendly reminder that next week, for those of you who want to listen to the NXT review, um, next week, they will start going up on my channel. Um, my first show, uh, my first Speak Now Pro Wrestling show on my channel is going to be this Friday. So for those of you who tune into the SmackDown post shows, um, that'll be on my channel. And then next week, I will start my slate of shows over on my channel, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo for those of you who missed the earlier announcement and uh, the earlier tweet um, my speak now pro wrestling shows are moving to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo so in case you come on here afterwards and you're like where the hell's Denise where'd she go um, did she just fall off the face of this earth I did not um, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo I really hope you guys will continue to tune into the shows I have a lot of really fun ideas things that I'm going to do a little differently but pretty much the same um, so if you guys um, I hope you guys will continue to support those shows. Um, alrighty. And so tomorrow is my last show on here for speak now. And, um, all right. Spring breaking. We're going to be having Carmelo Hayes versus Grayson Waller, which we just talked about for the NXT championship. I'm definitely seeing Carmelo Hayes retain here. Andre Chase versus Braun Breaker. I'm definitely expecting Braun Breaker to win. A uh, triple threat tag team match for the NXT tag team titles. Uh, Gallus versus Pretty Deadly versus Tony D and Channing Stacks Lorenzo. Um, wait, this is wrong. That's wrong. Hold on. That's not right. Is that right? No, it's not. That's not right. Okay, there. Sorry, guys. Um, this was not updated at all. Sorry, I was pulling this off of Wikipedia. Um, I'm like, that's not the match. Um, here we go. Pretty Deadly versus Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stacks Lorenzo, Lorenzo in a trunk match, which was made today. And then we're also having... We're also having Indy Hartwell versus Roxanne Perez versus Tiffany Stratton. We talked about that intensely uh, earlier. Lyra Valkyria versus Cora Jade. Brooks Jensen and Kiana James versus Josh Briggs and Felon Henley um, are the matches that have been announced. Alrighty, everybody. Yeah, that trunk match, man. It's going to be something. I always like that Tony D's matches have some sort of stipulation because I've said this a million times, but that's what works best for Tony D. Um, alrighty, everybody. That was Speak Now Pro Wrestling, the NXT edition. Again, uh, I will see you guys here tomorrow. Tomorrow is the last Speak Now stream on F4W. After that, they will be moving to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. You will still be seeing me Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, just on a different channel. So please, if you haven't already, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I already hit 100,000 subscribers. Hasn't even hit me yet. I don't think I've processed it yet. Um, so please make sure you guys go ahead and uh, subscribe and I will see you guys there. Um, thank you guys so much and I will catch you back here tomorrow. Bye everyone.